0: I know what I'm going to create because my heart starts being personally stirred for it and then just kind of waiting and watching, paying attention to things, gathering all the fodder for whatever the Lord wants to do next, paying attention, writing it down and then watching for opportunities. Hi everyone, I'm
1: Annika and this is the Tried and Truth podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Tried and Truth podcast. So glad you're here. Today, we are sitting down with the incredible Lauren Chandler. Many of you who are listening know exactly who she is, but for those who don't, Lauren is an incredible worship leader, a writer, a speaker, a fellow dreamer, and also a mom. And so we are diving into a lot of these various elements um, and just what does it look like to stir up people's hearts in each of these areas in your life. And one of my favorite things about this conversation is if like me, you are married to somebody who also has dreams and desires or pursuits, whether that is personally or professionally, we're unpacking a little bit of insight on what that looks like to support your spouse in the things that are on their heart and create space for you to pursue the things in yours as well. So take a listen to this week's conversation with Lauren. Lauren Chandler, welcome to the podcast. What a treat to have you here. I am just beyond excited that we're here.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally, you know, we've been trying to get together in different yes. things that- fallen through, but we're here together and I'm so excited. We're here and we're like
1: actually in close proximity, but we're still on Zoom, which (laughs) is also fun too.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, for I feel like everybody probably listening knows exactly who you are um, and just all the amazing things that you do. But for anyone who doesn't, I'd love for you just to share a little bit of like life is Lauren Chandler and what you're up to these days.
0: Yeah, I would love to. Well, Um, I am, I've been married to my husband, Matt, who is a pastor at the village church in Firemount, Texas, not too far from you. Uh, we've been married 20, he's going to give me a hard time, almost 24 years. He remembers better than I do. (laughs) I remember the day. Wow. He remembers the years. I don't know. We got married in 99 and that just throws me off. If we've been married in 2000, I could tell you 23 years, you know, almost 30
1: Yes, ninety
0: nine, that's a hard year. Yeah, almost like. twenty-four. Yeah. Um, and so we've been married almost 24 years. We have three kids that are, are our oldest just turned 20, our middle is 17, our youngest is 13, almost 14. So I had about six months of teenagers only. And then my oldest turned twenties, which is crazy. Uh we Amazing. live in the Dallas suburbs and I always Say I, I love nature. I'm a. I love to lead worship. Um, I lead worship at our church. I lead worship kind of wherever I'm. If people invite me to lead worship, I try to make it happen. Um, I've also written Bible studies. I've written a trade book. I've written some children's books. Um, and I'm. An, we, I, we were talking about this before we started recording. I'm from East Texas. i you know proud Texan. I think East Texas is one of the prettiest parts of Texas, and always glad when I can get back. And I think that's probably why I'm such a nature lover. I didn't realize how beautiful nature is until I lost some of my favorite parts, for sure, <laughs> <laughs> like the trees. Um, but anyway, no, I've been, I've been uh, at what growing up in East Texas and not really seeing the beauty around me. And then moving, I went to school in West Texas, um, made me appreciate beauty wherever I saw it, you know, and so Mm -hmm. moving out to West Texas, I missed the trees, but then I could see the sunset and it was stunning. And so, uh, you know, the Lord really speaks to me through um, nature and, and beauty and um, art and so I'm not an artist but I would love to be <laughs> I think <laughs> we any, all would right <laughs> right right but any kind of beauty Um, so I feel like I'm a, a beauty seeker and then someone and this goes along along with being a worship leader is I want to point people to the beauty right there and then the the God that that beauty points to so I think if you could sum everything that I love to do it would be that
1: Oh, I love that so much. And I love that you just reference it as like a beauty seeker. What a cool yeah. way to just describe a little bit about who you are. Um, one of the things that I know you talk about is just um, your, your love for stirring people's hearts. And mm-hmm. in all these things that you mentioned, you know, as, as a mom, as a writer, as a speaker and a worship leader, how do you kind of infuse that idea of just this heart for stirring up beauty and stirring up people's hearts into each of those areas of your life?
0: Yeah, well, usually it's because whatever I'm writing about usually, usually comes from a place where God has stirred my heart first. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, steadfast love, it was a book about Psalm 107 and I had just been marinating in that Psalm, um, Actually, before my husband uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor, um, I'd been like marinating in the psalm and the beauty of the psalm, and it was ministering to me. And then, you know, it's it's God. Um, it's the psalmist talking about God's redemptive love, His steadfast love to His people, and and these pe- four different groups of people in distress. Where, or maybe it's the same group of people in distress, <laughs> just four different distresses. You know, some in the desert some, um, you know, in chains, some suffering from their own foolishness and then some caught in a storm and seeing my, these different seasons of my life I've been through. And then, uh, you know, going through a huge storm with my husband's uh, diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that was kind of where that, so it was like, God stirred something in my heart, heart, and birthed it in me, and it was just like this natural overflow to share it with others and like invite others into it. And so that's what for me, writing, worship, leading, all involves is my heart being stirred by the Lord and and by His beauty and His character, and then just like, okay, I've got to share this. Like I, it's not complete until I share this with other people and invite them into what I'm experiencing, and so. That's Steadfast Love, which then turned into a Bible study where I kind of help people. So I have my book and it's like, here's how I, how Psalm 107 has been true in my life. Um, Let me help you figure out and see how has this been true in your life? And so that's what the Bible study turned into. And then, um, the next thing was a Bible study through the book of Numbers. And, you know, who knew that there was beauty in Numbers? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, as I, it started again, I started reading it and I was like, this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. This is really interesting. Look what God did. Look at his character. Look how he, he loved and stuck with his people despite, you know, their complaining and rebellion. Did they pay the consequences of their sin? Yeah. Like that. Whole, whole first generation, besides those who had faith, Joshua and Caleb did not make it into the promised land, but God kept his presence there with them. Uh, in the tabernacle, he didn't remove his presence from them, Um, even though they kept wandering, um, but he kept his promise to them by their children getting to enter into the promised land. So like another place of, this is amazing. I need to share this, you know? Wow. Um, and then, two children's books, one on, um, the story of Lazarus and Jesus and Mary and Martha. And just, um, that story, um, ministered to me when we were going through Matt's, uh, cancer journey, when he, I mean, he got a diagnosis, like in a prognosis of two to three years of life. And we had, you know, our oldest was six and our youngest was six months. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a single mom to these three little kids, and um, and being sad and heartbroken over that prognosis, and reading, you know, in John, um, I believe it's ten or eleven. Of course, I'm blanking right now. I normally know this, um, but where you know, Mary and comes to Jesus. Honestly, it's like if you'd been here, this wouldn't happen. And I mean, she is crying, and. And Jesus, knowing what he was about to do in raising Lazarus, um, like fully God, was also fully human and wept with her. And then he felt anger, you know, at at death, you know, and then raised Lazarus. But he was um, so kind to enter into Mary's grief and not just her grief, but to grieve himself. Um, And so that's that became a children's book. That I didn't even realize would be about helping kids walk through grief, you know, with Jesus. And that one day we'll say goodbye to goodbyes forever for those who love and know Jesus. Um, and so it was a personal, you know, stirring in my heart that resulted in this book. And then the most recent book is called Praise Him. And um, it really was birthed out of a song that I wrote for my kids in mind. It's not a children's song. I would call it like kind of an adult lullaby where it's just this song to remind your own soul to praise him in every season, in every part of our day, whether things are looking great or things are looking hard and boring, or they're just sad, um, that, that we can praise him, you know, with our whole hearts, every beat of our heart, uh, we can praise him. So that's, that's how that has worked out in the different things, um, that I've done.
1: Oh, that's so incredible. I think just to know that everything that you're writing about that you're creating, you said you weren't an artist, but this is all art, right? It's using (laughs) our gifts and creating something out of it, but it's, it's birthed out of a place of something that God is teaching you and that you're working through. And I love what you said about the, the last, the the most recent book, praise him. I Mm. think how much like we all need that reminder constantly, like there is just so much noise and so much distraction. And I say like, there's this reason in the Bible that the word remember appears so many times, like we need to remember, we need to be reminded and just, yeah, I love that. I love how just you've been able to use the stories and the transformation that's happening in your own life and heart and inviting Mm -hmm. other people into that story is just so powerful. Um, so you, you probably don't know this. You don't know this, um, but a couple <laughs> years ago,
0: <laughs> uh-huh. so
1: I guess it was sometime in 2020. I couldn't tell you what it was called, but you and Matt did some kind of marriage virtual. Oh yeah. Something. Yeah. I, don't, I with a couple of other people that, that were there. Yeah. And I so vividly remember since we're talking about inviting people in, um, yeah. We, we put a movie on for the kids and my husband and I, you know, opened our laptop for like watching this mm-hmm. live event. And there was a part that you shared during that conversation that has like transformed truly the way that oh. my husband and I relate. And you shared mm-hmm. part of Matt's story. I think it was maybe early on. was just stuff as he was becoming a pastor and, and going through mm-hmm. that where um, there was there was a moment where things just clicked and you were invited in to come alongside of him and pray with yeah. him and for him. And I just remember sobbing my eyes out, Aww. you know, like the cry where you just can't oh, yeah. stop crying. Yeah. And my husband is like, babe, what is going on right now? <laughs> like, what did she say? She talked about like, I felt invited in and you're just sobbing. And I just, I couldn't stop. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop. And I said, that's what it is. Like, I want to be invited into your struggles. I want to be invited into your pain so that I can come alongside of you so that we can be stronger together and just to, to see your gift of inviting, inviting Mm. people in and inviting kind of yourself into other people's stories and saying, this is how it was for me. But what does this look like for you? And I think yeah. there's something beautiful about this common thread that mm-hmm. of connectivity that we all have. And yeah. yeah, I just, I love that. And that has been kind of a tagline mm-hmm. now. It's like, okay, invite me in, invite me in. I love that. <laughs> Tell I'm me what's like,
0: really going on. <laughs> I love that. Cause I like barely remember that. I remember <laughs> we recorded it in our kitchen, which is right here. And it was for right now media, I believe. I can't remember, but yeah, I, yeah, I remember, I remember I remember the moment when that happened. I don't remember saying that. That's what's so yes. isn't that funny how the Lord works where you don't you don't know what he's gonna use. And um, but yeah, feeling invited into, to Matt's uh you know, it's funny, even just as recent as this past week, um there's just been a lot going on at church, just good like good good stuff, like good problems to have um just with space and um there's just a lot of people are are like the lords doing a lot of stuff and bringing a lot of people to the village and we are so excited but also put you know a strain on on staff and a strain on facilities and feel like that's kind of been just a constant uh i don't know a constant issue with us which is like is that a good problem to have but i was sensing matt kind of detaching um and and just like kind of going inward which he's not a real inward focused person he's usually out and fun life of the party you know and i noticed that and i think before i would have like oh he's mad at me um what i do uh, i would make it about me and mm-hmm. and then instead it was just really cool i was like Hey, babe, I just, I noticed that you're kind of detaching a little bit. Are you okay? Is everything okay? And he was like, you know what? Yeah, I kind of feel myself doing that. And here's kind of what's going on in my heart. And it was just so, he was like, I, you know, it was so sweet to have you invite me in, like to invite me into what, or to say, Hey, I see you and I see what's going on. And you're not alone in it. And, um, and it's just neat how far the Lord's brought us because before he would have felt lonely, you know, and he would have felt, you know, as a man does, when you feel like the world, the weight of the world on your shoulders, I would have taken it personally and be like, what did I do to make him mad? Or why is he so disconnected? You know, he (laughs) needs to, you know, enter in with us. It's more like, oh, there's something going on in him and I see you and I help." I want to, I want to help you. I want to know what's going on. Um, and if I can help, and maybe it is just, man, I see that you, you are carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders and I want you to know, I see it and you don't have to do it by yourself. Not that he was trying to, um, but just there's something sweet about seeing him and saying something, you know, and not taking it personally.
1: That amazing how we're always growing. We're always learning. And I think just to look back and say, you know, once upon a time I thought it was about me. Yeah, that's at least my story. And then you realize, yeah. you know, this is about, this is about us and I'm, I'm here to be your helper and we are here to be, that's right. to do this life together. And that's right. I think naturally so many of us, we we don't want to put that burden on somebody else, especially our spouse. We don't yeah. want to share what's really going on for, you know, a multitude of reasons, but there's yeah. something so beautiful about whether that's with our spouses or with yeah. our community about that's like, right. Letting the walls down and mm-hmm. allowing and God puts those people in our life to yep. walk with us through things. Like we're not intended that. to do this alone. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, so speaking of um marriage and spouse, so I am so curious because I think mm-hmm. this is something my husband and I have to, we talk a lot about this, but you all have so beautifully like supported each other in your own vocations and callings. Mm-hmm. And you both have such, you know, different areas yeah. and, and angles of the work that you do and just any kind of insights or, or tips for someone who might be listening, who says like, I have my own dreams and desires and things yeah. I love doing and so does my spouse and we want to yeah. equally support each other in stepping out yeah. in those gifts
0: yeah um i would say that um you know just i would say there will be seasons where one um you have to make one for room over the other mm-hmm. usually especially if you're you have kids you know um but i think um, but being supportive of one another, no matter what, you know, um, and believing in and making room for the other. Um, I think that's important. I think Matt uh, has made room for me um, to be able to grow, and so that means him sacrificing some things, you know, and having to uh, like be home when he could be off doing something else, and he's like, no. Uh, you know, Lauren's got this, and I I really believe in what God you have for her, and so I'm gonna make room for her, you know. And then there are times where I'm making room for him, and I I realize, hey, I need in this season I need to be the one that's home most consistently because of what he's got going on. Um, and and it won't be always and forever. There will be time, and he knows that I know that, but for now, I. I'm making room for him and, and no season is wasted. So if you're, you know, if, if you're married and you've got young kids and, you know, for whatever reason, it's your husband's season to kind of be, his gifts are a little bit more, maybe that's what makes your, your income, you know, or <laughs> if he's the one that ha- is has to pursue these things so that y'all can have food on the table for now you know whatever the reason is and that you you are home more um that God will not waste you being home like he won't forget the gifts and the dreams he's put in your heart and he will grow them even there in those maybe more hidden places for the time when it's your turn to have the room be made for you, um, because that was me. I mean, there were uh, Matt would make room for me, um, like leading worship or um, like kind of little weekly things, um, and maybe um, something far away that involved travel every now and then. But as my kids have gotten older and our our schedules just look different. You know, I, he makes even more room, you know, and, and I see the fruit from kind of the more quiet secluded years, uh, bearing now, you know, and so, um, I, just to encourage anyone who's there. Um, and then for those who it's your turn to, to like your husband's making room for you, um, to, to step into that and not be ashamed That's um good. but to to instead like with humble gratitude walk in those things and exercise them and then um yeah and and, and then be be sensitive to your spouse and um and stay in communication with him or her. And, you know, if you're a man listening to this, I don't know. I don't know who listens, but, and so, yeah, I hope that makes, I hope that makes sense just to, to be sensitive then to the spouse that is taking the brunt of maybe it's more the, the, in the quiet season and not neglecting um them either in that. I hope that makes sense. It
1: totally makes sense. I think, there, okay. I think there's two things you just shared that just triggered off things in my mind. Um, I think one of them being something that we've had to grow a lot into. And you mentioned the word seasons. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes when you have two just very maybe driven or ambitious people who, you know, we're both like oldest children. And yeah, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes there's there's desires and um, things they want to pursue, but we've really had to grow in that. And that right now is not both of our season. Like we have three children in our home that we have been given to shepherd and steward, and we can't both be doing everything all the time because something has to give for that to happen. And I think just trusting in those seasons and what you said next, that just a love was just like, none of the other part is wasted mm-hmm. none of that is wasted and I think sometimes we feel like okay well if if they get to go do this like I'm missing an opportunity and my time is getting cut short and you know I'm I'm gonna miss this and it's like it's it's not gonna be missed this is not wasted right. and it just makes me think of that idea of like the last thing to come is the fruit in a tree That's right that's and right. I think sometimes we feel like, okay, but we both have fruit. We both got fruit. It's like, okay, right now grow those roots, grow those That's roots. Right. And it's, it's going to come in its due season, but just trusting, That's right. trusting that in, in that relationship or in that marriage, that when we put aside our own desires to strip, it doesn't mean that it's forever, but yeah. allowing whichever one is, you know, coming to the forefront or is being favored in that season or yeah. is ripe for that season to you That's know right. bear its fruit while you continue to nurture and and nourish kind of those roots in, in your own dreams and desires, I think is just a really, really good thought and practical,
0: practical takeaway. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you've done a couple of things, right? What we're talking about right now, right? There's a season for everything.
0: Yeah.
1: How do you know when to kind of step back? Like what inside Mm -hmm. tells you, okay, this, I got a really great opportunity to go do X, Y, or Z, but right now this is where I need to be like Kind of walk me through what that looks like, because I think for a lot of people, we'd love just to hear those practical tips on Mm -hmm. how we can put the brakes a little bit and rest in Mm -hmm.
0: that. Yeah, I think for us, just where we are um, as a family and the ages of our kids, like really uh, looking at our calendar and seeing you know what the fall is, especially this past fall, cause our son was playing football and our daughter's playing volleyball and started basketball. And so, um, it's like, I don't want to miss these yeah. parts of their, of their lives. Like this is going to be gone so quick. And so I didn't do a lot of traveling in the fall and I didn't, um, I didn't have any projects going. In fact, I still don't have any projects going right now, but they're like on the horizon. I I see something coming. Um, And, um, and so just trying to be sensitive to, okay, what does my family need? What does my marriage need? Um, You know, there've been times where Matt, you know, usually it's like April and October are just the busiest months. It's when everybody wants their event. It's when every church is doing (laughs) something like that's when our staff retreat is. That's when, I mean, it's just like October is bananas. And I remember, uh, there's just a lot going on and there was going to be this one more trip that Matt was going to take. And man, it just, he, he was coming up on it. He was probably like, it was going to be the next week. And he was like, I just, I can't go. I need, I need to be here. And it was something like that he it's not like he was breaking a contract to yeah. to get out of it. And so um yeah, just being willing to make those calls, uh, that still honor the invitation. Like if you said, hey, I'm gonna go do
1: this. <laughs> like, yes, of course.
0: <laughs> but if it's something that is negotiable, you know, just being like my family needs me right now. And and that's more important than doing this thing. Um and then, you know, yeah, just for me, there are things that I will do and say yes to because it, like my family needs the, the, the financial support. Um, but I, those are few and far between it's more, I, I try to say yes to the things that yeah, my heart, something about that is burning in my heart. And I, I want to, I want to do that word. I think I hear you saying yes to this. Um, and I, I want to be a part of whatever you're doing there. Um, and then I just try to spread out, um, events where I'm traveling and speaking so that they're not all, um, smushed together and it feels like I'm gone a lot. Um, and then even just like working on projects, uh, which are more the day to day kind of waiting for, it feels almost like a pregnancy where I kind of how I shared at the beginning, I I know what I'm going to create because my heart starts being personally stirred for it. And then just kind of waiting and watching and like, like paying attention to things like, um, gathering all the fodder for whatever the Lord wants to do next, paying attention, writing it down and then watching for opportunities. Like, okay, Lord, how do you want to work this out? Is this going to be a book? Is this going to be a song? Is this going to be, you know, podcasts? Is this going to be something else, you know? Um, and just kind of watching and waiting for an opportunity. Um, but I do like, I'm, I recognize, and you know, the listen, listeners might not have that, um, that I guess, um, luxury, but uh, because there's sometimes you just you just got to work, you know, and yeah. you got to pay bills. And um, um, but for me, it's been nice to yes, I've said yes to some things that I, I need to do and I have peace about. But then kind of the things I've created, I really I just can't create without feeling stirred or like it's birthed in me. And so it's a lot of watching and waiting for what the Lord has and being willing to step into it. Cause I think that's the hardest part is that first step and that yes. And then, and then putting feet to what I feel like the Lord is put in my heart to do. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. It absolutely does.
1: And it was a bonus answer because it answered my next question too. Oh, okay, good. So perfect. (laughs) My question was going to be, you know, for anyone who's listening, who says, I do have these dreams or I do have these desires, or there is something that I want to go back to school to do or to work to create or a business to start or a ministry to start. Um, but I feel like right now is not the time. Like, you know, what, what would you advise? And I think you spoke beautifully to that. It's like, this is the season to gather, right? It's to gather those ideas and really think on it and and let it soak in and still dream up its possibilities. Um, but also waiting for those opportunities and just leaning into where you are right now, knowing that that time was going to come, that dream has been planted, that seed's been planted for a reason. And just, that's right. say like trust and not rush the process. I think we want to rush the process and it's it's just it's trusting it, but not Mm -hmm. saying, you know, it's not working right now. So I'm just gonna give it all up. What I hear you say is things are just they're they're happening. They're happening. I'm just I know I want to create this. I know this is something I want to write. Um, whatever, you know, in whatever format that might be, whether it's a a song or a book or whatever, a study, but things are happening kind of behind the scenes at the pace that they're supposed to happen. Yeah. and I I think that's just like a really, really good reminder in a time and age where it's really hard to wait. It is. It's so hard to wait, but not Mm -hmm. giving up on those, those dreams or desires either.
0: Yeah. It may, you know, I think you, Referred to it almost like a seed planted. And I mean, if you think about a seed being planted, uh, imagining your prayers being that water that, mm. you know, it, it makes me think of the end of James where he talks about, you know, um, planting is like the, the rains come and, and that, you know, it's kind of a mystery, like you plant and then all the things that are happening before, you know, you see it break through the surface or somewhat of a mystery. I mean, we know a little bit more because yes. like science or whatever but still we don't know how it's all doing that or we can't always see how it's all going to work out but like seeing um those dreams or desires like being diligent to plant them um to not just say well I'm just going to keep them because I don't I'm not guaranteed that anything's going to happen you know or uh but just trusting the Lord by surrendering that seed by planting it into the ground you don't have any control once you put it in the ground but but being faithful to water it you know with your prayers and so being prayerful about what that is um you know praying that the lord would send the sunshine you know sure. to do its thing um and then uh waiting and and then watching like watching for that to break through and you know, you don't harvest immediately when it's, when it's immediately through the ground, you, you still have to wait until it's the time for harvest. And so um, you can see, uh, you know, the leaves coming up and it's, it's taller, but it's not as tall as it's going to be. And that's just waiting and watching for, for the harvest, you know.
1: Yeah. And I think just that reminder too, that when we see other people that are in a season of harvest, yeah, knowing
0: that there was a lot of
1: planting and watering. That's that went right. That too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. So as, as a mom today, right? Like being a mom is, is, is tough, right? There's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like nobody gave us the manual.
0: No, nobody gave they us the manual. Uh-uh. <laughs> so
1: I think for some, for some of our listeners that might have kids a little bit younger Um, than yours. Any kind of wisdom or something that you've just learned that you're so grateful to know now, or you Mm -hmm. wish you would have known sooner that Mm -hmm. might just be a word of encouragement
0: to moms that are in the thick of momming. Yeah. This is perfect timing because uh, our church has like a preschool um, story time where moms and dads bring their kids on a Wednesday morning and they read a book and they do something fun. And then afterwards the kids go to like uh, like little playtime, and the parents come and hear like a word of encouragement, and so I am ready for your question. Yes, <laughs> <'cause I laughs> got to share that encouragement with them. Uh, uh, just a couple of days ago, but so three parenting tips. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing because I'm just I was always saw myself like there's another mom in our church. I was like, man, I she she has done it well. I was like, I get why she's teaching a parenting class. I don't know if I ever should teach a parenting class or I wanted someone like me to teach a parenting class because this woman, her kids were just all like very studious and like, were like, they just were little angels. And then her youngest thankfully was not an angel. I was like, (laughs) Oh, she's normal. (laughs) and my kids are wonderful they're just they have a lot of life in them and sometimes that life is messy so I'm that's why I'm laughing like here are my three parenting tips because (laughs) it's coming from a mom who is sometimes barely hanging in there but and who has really boisterous kids um so I would say parenting tip number one is uh, to abide in Christ like to abide in him and uh, I shared with those parents that there was this moment, well, I growing up, I was like a straight A student. My parents, they would pay us for grades because they saw our job was to, to do well in school. But they didn't have to give me a penny. I wanted that A. I was driven for that A. I graduated with honors from high school. I graduated from honors with honors from college. And then I got married. I'm like, okay, how do I get an A in this? And you don't get an A in marriage. (laughs) Like it's (laughs) it's a, it's much harder, much more complicated. And then I had kids and I was like, okay, I, how do I get an A with kids? Even harder than marriage, I would say. And so I can remember these two moments. One, uh, my older two were, were little. And I remember I was, uh, had them in a stroller and I was walking, uh, through this neighborhood that had a little bit of a rise, you know, like there was elevation. I could get to the top of the hill and kind of look out and see lots of green trees. It was before our entire, you know, area was developed fully. And I, I just was like, Lord, how do I stay? Like, how do I keep today? You know, I'd woken up in a good mood. I'd had time with the Lord. I, my kids, I got them dressed. I got them out of the house with like little fight and hardly any quarrels. I mean, I am killing the mom game and the Christian like game today. (laughs) How do I stay here? How do I maintain it? And I like, I didn't hear anything. I was like, okay. So, you know, kind of stroll back down, uh, home. And of course, uh, after that, you know, it was nap time and no one wanted to nap and I lost my temper. It was one of those. Where I was like, Oh, that was so great and temporary. And then everything devolved. And then I remember um, another moment where I was on the stairs at in our next house. Um, and one of my kids had gotten up in the middle of the night and I'd gone up there to comfort them. And I remember being on the stairs um, in the middle of the night, you know, just worn out. Like I need, I, I need all the sleep I can get. So infant, And toddler years were really hard for me. Um, but I was like, I need my sleep. Am I ever gonna sleep again? And I remember thinking, God, I miss you. Like I just, I miss you. I feel far. And and I felt him say, I'm right here. And I just thought that was so interesting that when I felt like I had it all together, yeah, I didn't hear him as well. But when I was like desperate, I was like, God, I just miss you. He spoke so clear to me, I'm here. I've been here, you know, um, and I see that as, you know, I think abiding in Christ, he tells us in John that it is to, to keep his commandments and it's to love him and to love others. Like it's simple. And I think what happens where my not abiding in Christ, it looks like when I'm just trying to do it all in my own strength. And I'm trying to check get that checklist and make that A and like have it all together. And when I don't, it's like I cut off the nourishment from the vine. You know, I'm the branch, ease the vine, because I'm like, oh, let me figure out how to do this. Like, let me do it in my own strength. And that instead in that moment, you know, on the stairs in the dark, it was like I it was like I stopped cutting like disconnecting myself from the Lord. Cause I saw, I wasn't bearing fruit apart from him and it was turning towards him in my desperation that restored that abiding, you know? And so I think abiding doesn't have to look like I'm nailing it, but rather Lord, I, I, I need you for my next breath. I feel far from you. He's like, ah, oh, that's abiding. That's you yes. coming to me. And and saying, I love you. And it's clear, I'm struggling. I need you. And he's like, that, that's it. That's abiding. Um, and then parenting tip number two to pray for your kids. And, um, and, and it does not have to be, you know, this hour long thing where you're on your knees in your closet, crying out to God for your kids. May, honestly, that'll probably come when they're teenagers. <laughs> may or may may not be speaking from experience, but like just the, just the lit one that is going to encourage your abiding in Christ because you're going to have this conversation with him, you know, all day. Um, but just, it does not have to be any, anything fancy. It can just be so quick and sweet and just, you know, maybe it's a worry that you transform into a prayer. Maybe you're worried about oh, they just seem to really be struggling in preschool and my kid's biting other kids or whatever. And you're like, Lord, I don't know what's going on in there. Would you show me what's going on in her, his or her heart? Um, would you would you just help them, you know, have a better day? And then if they don't, Lord, help me to <clears throat> meet them where they are and show me what's going on in their, in their hearts or whatever might be a worry, um, just turning that into a prayer for them. And then as you pray for these little things, um, you know, cause we have more control. We feel like we have more control when they're little, we can decide who they're going to play with, who their friends are, where they're going. And then the older they get, you can't pick your kid's friends. Like you can try, so true. but it's not, it's not going to go well. And, you know, you can't be in control of just who they like, you know, but, but having, you know, exercise that muscle of prayer for your kids, you're like, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray. I've exercised this muscle. I know I cannot change their heart. I couldn't, I went in control of their heart when they were in preschool. I'm not in control of their heart now, but Lord, I know you can, you can soften their heart. You can change their heart. And so I I come to you on their behalf, you know, so abide in Christ, pray for your kids. And then last, um, pay attention. And, um, I don't say this, like, in a condescending or condemning way. Cause I think a lot of times this is at least how I felt where, you know, I hear pay attention, pay attention to your kids. Um, like, Don't be on your phone all the time. Don't have a divided attention. And I'm like, yes, I know it. I know. I know I need to be on my phone less. I know I need to pay attention to my kids. No one has to tell me that I need to do that. Like it's already there. And I already have, you know, the voice of the enemy shaming me. Like you're on your phone too much or you're on your laptop too much or you don't pay attention to your kids. And I'm like, I know I want to do better and never has that accusing voice encouraged me to pay attention more but what has encouraged me to pay attention is um pay attention to how the lord pays attention to me and and so it's kind of a it's a weird it's a cyclical kind of pay attention um for me it's my mom kind of instilled this in me where she would notice things like um around this time of the year any sexist the dogwood trees bloom and I remember when I was little, there was a dogwood tree that bloomed outside my window. And she showed me the bloom. And if you've never seen a dogwood bloom, look it up. It has four petals um, and it only blooms around Easter. And on all four petals, it looks kind of the shape of a cross. It looks like something has pierced the ends of the petals and it's like blood red, kind of a, a red Blood stain on the edges of the piercings. And I remember my mom telling me, Look, this is a symbol of what Christ did for us. Look how God, how creative God is, how intentional He is to give us this flower that blooms around Easter when Jesus died on the cross for our sins. It's a reminder of His love for us. And so, how kind that the Lord pays attention to us um, in, in giving us stuff like that to see. And that if we would pay attention to life around us, he is saying so much to us. In fact, um, yesterday I was going on a walk and listening to this song, not a Christian song, but this guy talking about his love life, how it wasn't good before, and that that girlfriend just kind of up and disappeared. But then this new love is has been like to hell and back with him. And I was like, God, that's like you, you know, the other, other lovers I've had in my life, they have abandoned me, but you go to hell and back with me. <laughs> and so, um, and so it's just like paying attention to the Lord, paying attention to us in all those little ways, you know, so I think, um, abiding in Christ and praying for our kids and then, um, paying attention like to God paying attention to us, just like you paid attention to the clouds and just hearing the Lord speak to you. And I, I I think it does something in us where, you know, when we feel those condemning thoughts of, I need to pay attention to my kids. I know it's like When I was paying attention to the Lord, paying attention to me, I naturally found this freedom and this love that kind of overflowed into me paying attention to my kids. And it's like, I can't even tell you why I can't tell you, but I I felt more because I felt more in tune with the Lord. I felt free to be more in tune with my kids and their hearts. That's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like. I went and saw my my therapist on Monday. Everybody should go see a therapist. Oh yeah. <laughs> I saw mine on Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about those kind of things of like we want to parent our our kids, but like the, there's things that we have to have before we can we have to, you know, we have to be restored or healed from these Yay. things that we want to walk our kids through. And she even made the comment of she's like, okay, that story you just told, hold up. I want to put that on the side. I know we're not talking about this, but she said, Do you like basically the gist of it was like, did you pay attention to what was really happening? Mm. And I'm like, I missed it. I yeah. missed it. I totally missed it. Yeah. And I feel like so much of it is like, I got to get in tune with what's happening in my own life so that I can get in tune with what's yeah kind of happening in, in totally. theirs as well. And yeah, it's so good. But I love that reminder kind of goes back to the person of abiding a little bit. It's
0: yeah, it's being
1: aware and not missing what he's doing. Even when you think things are quiet and still like reminding yourself of those, those truths and of evidence you talked about kind of like seeing beauty and everything. Right. I think there's, we're all like floating on earth right now. Like we're literally spinning yeah. millions of miles an hour on Earth. Like we forget yeah. that that is happening as we are talking right now. And That's it's right. being reminded that he holds all of this together. That's right. He holds all of this together. He's with us and giving us the strength to hold all these things together mm-hmm. through him. So yeah. so good. I love it. And I just feel like we got such a gift to hear um three parenting tips.
0: Yay. No one's ever come prepared <laughs>
1: with that. Oh. Thank you for that. That was yeah. a true, true gift. Okay. My last question, I love asking this, um, to all of my guests, because I think it's just so beautiful to hear how different our lives are. And, um, Mm -hmm. I want to hear your take on success as you pursue a Mm -hmm. life, with all kinds of things that you're working in and on and towards and Mm -hmm. living out, what does success look like for you or your home?
0: Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it is intimacy with Jesus. That success for me, like that. I, uh, would enjoy more and more time with him Mm. that in his word, listening for his voice, um, being more like him, but also intimacy also means looking um, vulnerably at the places I still have to go, you know, like where I still don't look like him all the way and, and turning towards him in that and not away from him. that's success to me um, and whatever form that comes in. And then, you know, success for my home would be that my kids have the same thing, that my husband has the same thing, that they are growing in intimacy with Jesus. And that really is the most important thing on earth.
1: That's so good. And just thinking about like how, as we, as wives and moms can foster the space for them to do that.
0: That's right. Yeah create
1: that space for them
0: to, and show them to grow and show them how to do it. You know, like even I was talking with one of my kids this morning where emotions can kind of feel a lot to this one kid. And, and so this kid can like try to shut it down. And I was like, no, emotions are telling us something. I have this beautiful illustration. Emotions are like little kids You don't let them drive the car, but you also don't stuff them in the trunk. Mm -hmm. You know, you pay attention to them and you parent them and you say, Hey, I see that you feel this way. And it's totally understandable that you feel this way. Here's the truth. And then inviting Jesus into that car with you and asking him to show you, okay, what's going on with these emotions? Where'd they come from? What do you want to do with them? Jesus, you know? So, uh, you know, just. And a lot of that for me came from working through it myself. And so um, I think that's one of the best things we can do for our kids is growing into intimacy with Jesus, working through those things, just like your, your therapist said, like you said, yeah. so that you can help your kids walk through it too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So good. Well,
1: thank you so much for being here. Mm-hmm. Just so grateful for our time. I'd love just for you to share where people can find you. And I'll be sure to share a lot of that information in the show notes as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm probably most consistently on Instagram at Lauren Chandler and then also have a a website, laurenchandler.com. It's, it might be under construction, but it's, there's something there that will point you to all my resources. I hope you
1: enjoyed today's conversation with Lauren. In case you missed any of today's truths and takeaways, here they are. Number one, make room for your spouse to pursue their dreams and goals and vice versa, and walk in humble gratitude during those seasons where the other is pursuing theirs, knowing that no season is wasted for either of you. Number two, really look at your calendar and think about this season in light of the full picture. This is going to help you know when to step back. Number three, lean into what is stirring your heart and think about what you might be able to create. Number four, just because you're a former straight A student, don't expect to ace this parenting and life thing. We're all trying to figure this out. And lastly, number five, abide, exercise that prayer muscle and pay attention to how the Lord pays attention to you. I love what Lauren shared that God has so much he's trying to say to us. We just have to pay attention. And if you have not already, would love for you to subscribe to the podcast. So many more encouraging and insightful conversations still to come. And of course, if you have not yet left a review, I read every single one of those and I'm truly grateful for your feedback. You can scroll down on the show in Apple Podcasts, tap on the stars or tap write a review. Would love to hear your thoughts. So thanks again for tuning in and until next time.